vicious. It's getting cold and horrible, but the football season is getting to full gear as everything's heating up in football. So, we have got a 3-1 victory at home to Cambridge United to talk about, plenty to cover from that game. Uh, and then we have Ipswich Town on Tuesday night, which pre-season, you know, we would assume is a proper promotion clash. Uh, maybe not the case from Ipswich side of point, point of view. Um, but we'll come on to that later on. We will be joined by Ipswich fan as normal for the scout report to cover Ipswich Town later on. Uh, we have the usual suspects with us. Michael and Danny are joining us. Thank you, boys. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, the first thing we're going to cover tonight is not a pleasant subject. Uh, as after the game yesterday, there was reports that a Rotherham fan racially abused a Cambridge fan. Um, we wanted to just sort of mention this, that obviously racism has no room in the game. The club have released a statement saying it's been investigated. I hope that the individual is identified and banned for as long as they can possibly ban them. Um, we're lucky as a club, we've never been associated with things like this in the past as a club. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this is never happens again at our, our grounds and hopefully the individual, whoever it is, is not seen at a Rotherham game uh, ever again. Uh, do you two want to add any, 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 anything, anything on top of that? Not for me. I think you're absolutely right. There's no room for it anywhere, whether it be in football or anywhere else. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Good. I mean, I've heard whispers that the guy has been identified um, as and making the obscene gestures towards him. Um, but there were a number of fans giving it to the Cambridge fans, which is what you do at football. Mm. You know, it's, it's part and parcel of the... Uh, of the vibe from it, but the whole racism thing shouldn't be part of it, and making obscene gestures towards certain fans in their end shouldn't be part of the game. I hope they ban them for as long as possible, life ban. Uh, I hope South Yorkshire Police do them for some sort of hate crime violation, um, and they're punished to the full extent that they can be. Yeah. Um, before we get onto the actual, actual action, as always, we're going to hear from our sponsor, uh, Manscaped. This video is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped are the best at below the waist grooming. Over 4 million lads and lasses use Manscaped worldwide, including yours truly. Now, Manscaped have given me an early look-see at their latest trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, and I tell you what, it is some quality stuff. They've also given me a look-see at the ball deodorant and the ball toner, which you use for your... Use code NYT for 20% off and free shipping at the checkout when you visit manscaped.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programme. So, let's talk about a victory. Um, a 3-1 victory over Cambridge United. Certainly not plain sailing. Um, but we'll come through with the game, through the goals. Um, let's start with the initial lineup. Um, it was mostly as expected. Bear in mind there was no Michael Smith. Um, the one man that was missing from the centre of the park, which was a surprise, Danny, uh, was Ollie Rathbone. As it turns out, it's it's illness, which may or may not keep him out Tuesday. Um, I assumed it was going to be a blow, and in my opinion, it turned out to, we missed his energy in the midfield for me. 
Yeah, I think so. I think Ollie does add that certain um, whippet energy in midfield, if you like. Um, <clears throat> I noticed there was a lot less running in midfield from the rest of the players. However, in the long run, it sort of proved how good we are depth-wise because, yes, we weren't as intense, but it didn't really matter, if that makes sense. Mm. There was, like, yeah. there was a bit less desire to win the ball back in the middle, but you know, you've got a, a strong back line and a strong front line either side of them. So yeah, it, it sort of worked out, worked itself out. Um hopefully he's available for Tuesday. I've just seen the article from Paul Davis saying they are hopeful, but they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket just yet. Um he hasn't trained at all this week, so whether he trains a bit on Monday, I don't know, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But you know, you've got Jamie Lindsay chomping at the bit to get back in. So, yeah, I'm not worried if Ollie has to miss Tuesday because someone like Jamie Lindsay might actually do a number on the Ipswich midfield. You know what he's like being mm. the terrier that he is and he likes to bite ankles and all sorts, as Paul once says. Um, so, yeah, good for Ollie, but you never know. This little rest out might just recharge his batteries back up to 100% if, he, <laughs> if he's been not running at 100% at all. But, yeah, mm. all the best to Ollie for me and everybody else yeah yeah definitely I'll come on to the other midfield selection in a minute uh, who came in for him because that's a, that's a big conversation um, but defensively make back three uh, Reg, Woody and Harding I, I mean at the start of the season if you have told me that Icky wouldn't be a first choice starter at some point this season I would have been very very shocked Yeah, but to be <laughs> fair the back three were, were for the most part very very good again yeah absolutely they're solid as a rock, aren't they? You know, it picks itself at the moment. You know, there's not one of them at all that's done anything realistically that would warrant even considering dropping them. And, you know, occasionally uh, Wes Harding has a little bit of a brain fart every now and again, but, you know, he is playing completely out of position. He's playing, not only is he out of position, he's on the wrong side at pitch as well. Uh, but you wouldn't know that for the bulk of the time. So, no, I thought uh, I thought defensively we were pretty, well, What's the word? Expectedly strong, you know. You know what I mean? Just yeah. I'm not. I I, I struggle a little bit with their uh, centre forward inside. I know his granddad's an ex Miller, mm. but um, big and awkward. And... He's big, awkward, and and he tried his hardest to um, to deck Woody every single time and failed. Uh, but that seemed to be his only sort of mm. the only thing he had really. You know, um, he didn't really threaten anything else. Um, or we didn't allow him to, our back three didn't allow him to, whichever it is, I don't know. But uh, yeah, pretty impressive at back again. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, I thought for the, up until the goal, Danny, I thought we did, I thought we, I thought after the goal we struggled. Um, but it was just something missing. I think it probably was the energy of Rathbone. It was a little bit disjointed. It was a little bit just not at the levels it has been. I, it could, we'd not played for two weeks, and I suppose that's part of it as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think <clears throat> even though the international break did give us a chance just to recharge and, and go again, like I say, it sort of um, was an un unnecessary stop in our um, momentum, if you like. And thankfully, it hasn't proved a, uh, a dead-end stop in our momentum because we've kept it going. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think before the goal, it was more or less even. You know, Cambridge had a few chances going forward and so did we but there was nothing real clear-cut um, apart from Ferguson's header that was cleared off the line. Um, yeah, it, it was it was even, like I said, but we can't really take away from Wales' finish, can we? I mean, 
absolute sweet as a nut strike that was. And um, it sort of set the momentum for the rest of the half. Mm. Yeah, in games like this, Mick, particularly against a team like Cambridge, you are a, a, where a point would be a decent result for them. The first goal is absolutely vital. We've seen it in the past. We've conceded it early and it's been a bit of a tough mm. ask. The first goal, first goal on Saturday, it did open up a bit, to be fair. And I, it, Cambridge, all the waste of time, they weren't, you know, they weren't Wickham style, delay the game, stop the game. But they did, they did do that a little bit. And that goal stopped them, for me, doing it a bit further as well. Yeah, it did. They were starting to sort of slow things down a little bit, just slow time, slow time, and what have you. But I mean, let's 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 get cards on the table here. They are a good side. They are. Yeah. They gave us. Yeah. They gave us a proper game, probably as much as anybody has done at our place this season. Um, to be fair, yeah. you know they were excellent. Um, so, so yeah, the, the first goal is important, obviously, in, in any game, um, and you always felt. That we were gonna, we were the ones that were gonna get it, uh, but they caused us some problems, like you said. They created some opportunities for themselves, and and possibly on another day or with a, a better front uh, front line, they may have taken some of them. But you know, it, the name of the game is taking those chances, isn't it? And like uh, like Danny said, that finisher Ben Wiles, wow, absolute sweet as a nut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was because of the sadlier, which again we'll come on to. He was asked to play a bit bit deeper. Danny, which I don't think suited Wiles, to be fair. I think I do think it stifled him a bit. But at the same time, he still found himself in an advanced position. And that, that composure is it's getting better and better with age, as you'd expect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, our normal way of playing when Rathbone's on the pitch is to have Barlazer in a slightly deep position and then both Wiles and Rathbone a bit further forward in line with the wingers. But it sort of shifted back so sadly he could play as the attacking midfielder. Um, which suits sadly more, especially when you've got Ogbeni on the on the wing. Like, no disrespect to Sadly, but Chio is the more natural winger, and Sadly is the more natural attacking midfielder, which is where he played at Donny and scored a few. Um, so yeah, like I say, Wales playing a little bit deeper doesn't quite suit him, which might be why he lost the ball a bit more against Cambridge and wasn't quite um, as fluid with his passing, shall we say. Um, but I think it's just more Ben Wiles being more in tune with the advanced position, which allowed him to drift into the penalty area and then pick up mm. the loose ball and then just fire it into their goal. So it, it's it's one of them where it's like, yeah, it was in a more further in a further back position, but because he's played further forward so much this season, he still drifted there, and that gave him the chance to get his goal. So it's a it's fifty fifty for me with that one. Mm. Pros and cons. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Pros and cons. Yeah, it's your sixth goal of the season. Um, what's that? The 11th goal for the club in total. So, obviously, that's his best goal of the scoring season he's had for us. Um, yeah, he, he, he did okay, Wiles. He likes to Danny. There's pros and cons to his game, but I think that's because of the position he was in. Um, mm. The second goal came just before half-time, Mick. Uh, Dan Barley's with, an, with a penalty. Back on yeah. penalty duty. Interesting seeing back on penalty duty when Sadler's on the pitch. Mm. But uh, so is it. So it is. Um, let's get before we talk about Freddie's goal later on. Let's heap some praise on Freddie before Freddie won the penalty. Uh, he did very, very well to win the penalty. Um, and Freddie was a thorn, it was a proper thorn in, in their side all afternoon. His work rate's gone up tenfold, his commitment to the team's gone up tenfold, his selflessness has gone up tenfold. Mick, he's ticking all these right boxes we want him to. I've got nothing else to add to that, mate. I mean, he were excellent. He got man at match. 
he got man. He got his man of the match. Fully deserved. Even if he'd not got the goal, he would probably have been man of the match for me. Um, possibly some of that is kind of based on sentiment because he's improved. His game has improved so much um, since he's come back into the team, into, into the first team. Um, absolutely outstanding from Freddie yesterday, and 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 you feel as though he's got more. He has got more. You know. It could up his work rate even further. It could it could create himself far more opportunities uh, because he's got that in his locker. He's clearly got that in his locker. Uh, but yeah, what what? Yeah, I can't. You can't drop him. He's not going anywhere now, is he? At the moment, not at all. Uh, and and it's it's fantastic to see. It really is. He looks happy, yeah. doesn't he? You know <laughs> what I mean? It, it just <laughs> looks happy. And, and and you question, you know, whether whether he's whether he's felt that happy previous at the previous clubs that he's been at, or whether he's gone through the motions or whatever, and, and maybe he's come here with the same sort of attitude of well, it's a job, you know. I mean, I'll I'll go and score some goals or whatever. But all of a sudden, I don't know. There's just something about him. He just seems to be more content in himself and happier and cheery and everything else when he's on pitch. Not as serious, you know. And and, mm. and and his game reflects that. Oh, it definitely does. It's now it's, we, we we can hop back to we, we're going to look make ourselves look quite good here. Um, we said when Freddie gets a goal, he goes on a run. Since that goal mm. against MK Dons, he's got five and five, excluding Pizza Trophy. There you go. This is you know strikers are all about confidence, all about being happy. That's that's a nail head for me, mate. You've got mm. to keep these people happy. Here's another one: keep them happy, keep them comfortable. Um, and his all-round game, I, I couldn't agree more. Take, take away his goal, Danny, and he still had an important role to play in the team. Obviously, winning the penalty. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think we uh, we have to come clean. We've been using a crystal ball, and we've predicted that Freddie would do well. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, like you say, his um, his game against Cambridge was was borderline faultless. Um, yeah. He um, his hold-up play was a lot better. Um, his ability, his running, just to chase after the ball was a lot better. Like we've seen him in in certain circumstances where the ball's gone forward and he's just sort of trotted after it. Mm. Uh, but against Cambridge, we didn't see well. We, we saw very very little of that. Um, mm. And like you say, with the penalty that came from him chasing after the ball, it was a loose ball, and he's gone. I can get that, and he's gone after it. And I think it was a more of a tangle of legs rather than an actual foul. Uh, I think the one on Chia was more of a quote-unquote foul. Yes. It uh, it, 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 even though on the replay it looks a little bit outside the box, but anyway, it wasn't given. Um, but yeah, Freddie got won the penalty from doing something that he's not renowned for, which is going after the ball and putting in a shift and just ch- not chasing the game, but chasing the opportunity to score. Mm. Which, like we said, when he gets one goal, he gets a hatful. And he's now in that mindset of, I can score, I'm, I've broken the duck, I can go on and keep scoring, which he has done. And, <clears throat> yeah, fair play to him. He was the, the best player on the pitch uh, in terms of trying to create chances and and pushing that back line of Cambridge further and further back. Um, yeah, fair play to him. And, 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 it's na- and it's nice to see him smile that brightly as well like yeah. when he scored <laughs> everyone's around him and he smiles so brightly uh mm. it's just great to see and before we talk about his goal 
the celebration was incredible. Like <laughs> it's slightly taking the mick out of Chio's celebration that he did for yeah, yeah, it, yeah. but it's still funny. <laughs> yeah, it and, is. And I saw a few fans doing the salute back, so I don't know, that might become a thing whenever Freddie scores, he salutes and we all salute him back. That would be hilarious to see. Uh, but yeah, fair, fair play to Freddie and keep it up. Mm. And crucially, Matt, as well, sorry, sorry, something you, you alluded to earlier on, he's, he's starting to bring other players into the game. You mm. know, previously yeah. he, might, he might hold the ball up, but he keep hold of the ball far too long. Too many touches trying to turn into uh, and turn into trouble or whatever, but certainly on Saturday he was just he was you know he was knocking it and knocking it back, bringing players in into play and, and just yeah everything that you want, everything that you want. It was an excellent performance from Freddie, probably his best in a Rotherham shirt for me. Yeah, oh well, that's a big shout after his Sunderland performance. To be fair, well yeah, fair comment yeah, yeah, yeah. but. I, I, I also think this is different. You know, last season in the Championship where he scored a couple of goals and last time in League One, when he got on those run of goals, you, you just felt like he wasn't going to score. But he didn't give this much to the team. Not in a million years did he give this much to the team. There's definitely a difference to him. Um, and I may or may not be wrong, but it's coincided with Will, Will Grigg coming to the club. Now, whether that's Freddie's realised, you know what, I'm not going to be uh, number one here. I, you know, I've got to work hard. Or whether he's just learning. We're all learning in day-to-day life. Freddie's clearly the same. Uh, you know, a seasoned professional, one of the best strikers at this level ever, has come in and is learning from what what, what Will Griggs doing. Mm. Either one of those two things is a bit of a masterstroke from Paul Warren. Whichever one, whichever one it would turn out to be, Paul Warren has, has, for me, fostered that environment. And and it's a credit to Freddie as well. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not, a, you know, he's not a young lad. It's not as though he's an eighteen-year-old kid. He's, he's been around a while. You know, he's an experienced footballer, but if he's still got that attitude where he's he feels able to learn off off his peers, off somebody else mm. who's who's been there and seen it and done it and pick up, you know, something new and, and, a, and a new approach to his game, then that, that's that's even you know more kudos to him. Really, it's brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it well, uh, Dan Barley's got the penalties goal as we've mentioned, Danny. Um, <laughs> that boy just pinging back passes left, right, and centre. It's got to the point where. <laughs> Well, the point yesterday where he put this stunning cross, stunning cross field ball, and everybody just sort of sat and watched it because that's what we, what we expect from him now. Yeah. <laughs> you just come to expect this, this brilliance from him. Uh, he's yeah. just going up a level every week for me. Yeah, definitely. I saw an article today. Uh, I don't quite know which newspaper it was in, but it was talking about his career journey through Newcastle's academy and having loans at Crew and Accrington and then us. Um, and even that described him as he sort of settled and started coming on leaps and bounds whilst he's been with us, you know, I think um, that time at Newcastle where Steve Bruce basically said, I don't think you'll get into the side, but we can see how good you are, which is probably why they've got such a massive sell-on clause with him, even yeah. though they don't need the money now, so we can write that off one-off, can't we, Nielsen, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, but whilst he's been with us, the um, the direction he's taken has just been straight upwards. He's been, he's improved so much. Um, even in the Championship, that's given, Not he wasn't quite um, up to his usual standards, but it's a division higher. But even now he's dropped back into League One, you can see how well it's done him. And like you say, he's pinging balls left, right, and centre. Like he can hit a ball 50 yards, and I can't even kick one five yards without it changing direction. I don't know how he manages it. Um, and even with the penalty, I think that's why he was on penalties because he has that ability just to ping a ball. He can ping the ball into the net from the penalty spot just as easily. I mean, after watching the replay, is it with some speed? 
you know, he, he's done the keeper, sent him the wrong way, and the ball's nearly gone through the net. It was it's so hard. So yeah, I mean, fair play to Barley's. Uh, he has well and truly earned the title of the George Perlo. And you're saying all this, and to be fair, yesterday probably by his high standards, he didn't have that good a game. He were all right, you know. By everybody else's standards, he were exceptional. But by by the standard that Dan Barley's has set over the past few weeks, over this season, you know, his game were bang average, really. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's some ability to have a bang average game, but still look exceptional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, exactly, yeah. And, and yeah. like Matt says, you know, those he's playing those crossfield balls and, and like it, three or four weeks ago, they were getting gasps of, whoa, look at that. <laughs> no, it's just nobody <laughs> even cares. It's like, where's when he's done it again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He were also playing a slightly different role for me. I think I mentioned it to you yesterday while we were watching it, mate. He was picking up a lot of that work from Bart from... Rathbone, the energy yeah. it was, it was trying to break up out of the game, um, which doesn't really suit him. He did it okay, I think that take, took away from his other side of the game a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was yeah. very, 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 very good. Um, Adrex mentions on Freddie, um, realizes maybe he realizes that Paul One isn't going to give him the spot just because he was a big sign when he came a couple of years ago, possibly. Um, let us talk about the goal for Cambridge first of all before we move on to some other stuff. Uh, Adrak says once again, Harding let us just let a score get away from him instead of following. Doesn't seem to be the situation sometimes. Uh, we're very upset it's not the first time. I think that's harsh. Mm. I think that's harsh. harsh. Yeah. And, and and the reason I think it's harsh, I think Hulahan, Hulahan, whatever that is, Hulahan is uh, he was exceptional. You can see yeah. what a player he, he was. Uh, and that and that setup from him for that goal, I, I don't think anybody saw that coming apart from even even lad who made the run. Probably surprised he ended up at his feet. Uh, that was an excellent goal, a really really well worked goal. And I think to to blame blame the defence for that goal is is probably a bit harsh. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure Warney will be looking to work on that sort of thing. But um, yeah, harsh. So, mate, yeah. that's my view. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, not, like, like Mick says, Danny, Harden just not seen it coming. And sometimes it's okay not to see it coming. Sometimes they just do something that's better than you. Know, that, for me, I agree with that. That's just one of those times. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Harding has um, shielded him well, but it's mm. just as he's come inside and then done the back heel. I mean, you could even say with Woody, Woody should be picking up the guy making the run, but because it's... Mm. Something that we didn't expect, which, you know, fair play to Cambridge on creating something like that and fair play to uh, Hooligan for having the mindset just to go, oh, just back heel it and playing playing Smith. So fair play to him. I will say the build-up was better than the actual goal because if you watch, if you watch he slips as he hits it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's like, it's, all right, you're a little bit fortunate that you've slipped and hit it. It's like the exact opposite of what John Terry did all them years ago in, in the Champions League final. He slipped and it's actually worked out for him, but the build-up play <laughs> was fantastic from Cambridge. And hands down, probably their best move of the game, and it's led to a goal, so I can't really argue with that fair play to him. Mm. Yeah, William Roberts says that he thinks Wes is the best we've seen at New York this season, and that's not oh, a yeah. shout, to be fair. Yeah. Callum Morton's perform, individual performance was up, was up there, different roles, obviously, uh, but they're the two, two sort of standouts so far from... Not in a Rotherham shirt, I assume he means. Not in a Rotherham shirt, of course. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then when that goal went in, there was a time, Danny, that up until when we scored, which was what, 20 minutes later or whatever it were, um, yeah, 20, well, almost half an hour later, there was a t- there were times in that game where, where we were struggling. We couldn't get hold of Paul. We couldn't get out. There were times when I was sat watching it and I'm sort of, I'm sort of forgetting that we're winning because we're under that, you know, we're just not playing well enough. But we came out of it, you know what I mean? The, the positives, we came out of that. We were under pressure, under the cosh, but we came out in a positive way. Yeah, I think it was just the um, the whole thing of Cambridge. Like, right, we've got one. We could we can get another one, you know, and get and get a result out of this. And I think it was um, perseverance on our on our half just to just to ride it out really and just mm. keep the ball away. You know, it's like there was one time where we were bouncing about around the penalty box, and I think every fan was gripping the seat <laughs> a little bit harder because it's like get the thing away. You know, route one, get it as far away as possible. Uh, and like you say, we couldn't get hold at ball. It just kept coming in. And, you know, fair play to the defence and to Vickers for keeping the thing out. You know, we were a little bit fortunate at times with how the ball fell. Um, but I've seen a couple of things on Twitter. Like I saw this one guy say that um, he made a rather loud comment towards Paul Warren. And it obviously instilled a bit of, you know... Um, bit of venom into Paul Warren because he started getting the crowd going where he was. Mm. I saw Tony Stewart start to try and get the fans going as well. And it just sort of gave the players that little uplift of, you know, we, we can we can get through this. You know, we're yeah. still 2-1 in front. We've ridden it. We can get through it. And I think Freddie's goal came at the right time because I think that killed off um, mm. Cambridge's um, momentum, if you like. And then the game swung again in our favour, but even when we were under the cosh, we were still dangerous. There were still times yeah. where the ball fell just right and we counter-attacked. And, you know, it, not, not watching it at the time, watching it on the replay, it, it's what my mum said to me. She said, the commentator's got it wrong. He said, he was saying Rotherham are, are a bit on the back foot here and bang, we've just had an opportunity at goal. You know, sadly, uh, breaking forward and keeper were very unfortunate with the deflection because it sort of took the sting out of the ball. Hmm. So... Yeah, we were under the cosh at one point. Cambridge looking for their second goal, but we still showed our perseverance and persistence about having chances at goal and it bore fruit and Freddie scored. Mm. It's the first time excluding the Charlton game, which I think was an exception because their because their new manager bounced. That I think that's, that's a different situation. The first game was the Fleetwood game that we came under a sustained pressure in the game. And the two responses could, couldn't have been more different. The Fleetwood game, the players folded. Yeah. 14 games, 15 games, whatever it is, this team looks a different. Their character and their, the way they're set up, they've clearly matured in that in that period of time. And hats off to all of them and the management team. Yeah, I mean, you just took the words right out of my mouth, actually. It's exactly what I was going to say, virtually word perfect. Uh, it, it is the first time since that game, like I said, with the exception of Charlton, that we've, 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 we've been under Kosh. They are Cambridge, and all credit to them are the first team that have been able to do that. Um, and, and and I'll be honest, it's because of the way that they played rather than the way that we were playing, I think, uh, possibly. Uh, or, or certainly that was a big contributing factor to it. They're a good side. Um, and, and, you know, whilst, whilst it would have been harsh on us for them to get another one and, and, and get an equaliser, you know, <laughs> that player probably deserved it. You know, uh, certainly, certainly for that first twenty minutes of the second half, 
they, they bossed the game and nobody else has done that against us certainly not at New York since like you said since that Fleetwood game when we, th- we just threw up tarling. Um so so yeah it's uh, it's good that we can do that though and this is this is the sort of thing that you know promoting promotion chasing sides and promotion winning sides do you know mm. it's it wasn't a case of winning ugly was it really but it was a case yeah. of digging in and making and sure that you something yeah absolutely mm. Um, so, so yeah, impressive. Again, yeah. again. Um, let's talk about an a negative. One of the few negatives I have from the actual performances. Me and Mick talked about this a lot yesterday at the game. Um, Kieran Sadly, Danny. I thought he gave us basically nothing defensively. He was constantly not following his man. When he had the ball, he looked okay. But when he didn't have the ball in the attacking sense, he might as well not have been there. He wasn't hiding behind players, but he wasn't moving away from behind players and things such as that. He, he, we lost energy, and that caused Ben Wiles to have not as good a game for me. And it caused Barley to have to, have to do a different job, which took him away from his role. I find it really frustrating watching Sadly. I thought it was a big, a big chance for him. I, I, I don't think he's done himself any favours. I mean... I mean, yeah, with, with sadly, especially in defensive situations, yeah, I agree completely. He seemed to sort of forget his man and sort of mm. just just fall back onto the default attacking midfielder of I'll just be waiting, you know, like not waiting for the ball, but in a more advanced position, ready for when we eventually deal with it, sort of thing. Um, it was definitely better going forwards for sure. Like like I said just before, we had that really good chance, and it was, mm. unfortunately took the deflection and took the sting out of the ball. Um, but it, it for me it boils down to the thing: if he gets a chance, but then he tries too hard to do everything yeah. himself. You know, it's like there were times where he's tried to dance through some people and take a shot, and it's not worked. He's took a shot from a silly angle just because he wanted to wanted to try and score and show he's got the ability. Um, and that could come down to he's not being played like enough if you like mm. you know and trying too hard just to break into the side but I think he should take a leaf out of say Jamie Lindsay's book or or in Equay's book you wait until you got your chance but you keep calm about it and just do what you know and do what you're good at and if that means I, if you look at the situation and go oh I could probably do him but if you know it's going to be a bit more difficult it's like oh, I'll play the pass instead because then you look better for making that decision rather than making the uh, in hindsight silly decision, and I think that is, but it's not an issue with Sadly, but it's just a, a a downside to it that he wants to do so well and break into the team so desperately that he trips himself up whilst doing it. He tries to run before he can walk, if you like. It's not taking away his ability as a player because on his day he is very good as we've seen, yeah. but when he gets like the opportunity to play where he wants to play, he tries too hard and then mm. just falls over himself per se. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. No, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about it's good. <laughs> <laughs> when we were under the Koshmik, he needed to come off. I, I agree with that. There was a couple of months in that second half where I think attacking they looked really good, yeah. but when we were under the Kosh again, it's not the right phrase. But when we when we when we were struggling a little bit, he was no good to us. You know yeah. what I mean? It was it wasn't helping us. And Jimmy Lindsay and this maybe maybe cost Jimmy Lindsay couldn't do more than 15 minutes. But we needed Jamie Lindsay on probably 15 minutes early, or Adolfi, whoever you want. We needed mm. that change earlier, and it didn't cost us, thankfully. But against a better team with better finishers, that could have cost us a couple of points. 
It could have done, and yeah, it could have done, and I don't think that would necessarily have been uh, Kieran Sadler's fault. Uh, no, just that, just, just, no, no, just the formation. The substitution should have come sooner. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, the, the problem with playing Kieran Sadler there, which is his natural position, I accept, is that then you've got to, you've got to, you've got to drag Ben, ben Wiles back uh, into a deeper position, and that is not his position, if that makes sense. Um, so, so it kind of upsets the balance of the team. For me, we bet we're Kieran Sadlier, Sadlier. There are some parallels to, to Freddie uh, of, of old. Freddie, Freddie was always trying to score. That's all he had, all he ever had in his mind. Because I, I think he felt that while ever he was scoring goals, he was doing the job that the team needed from him. Um, mm. And and clearly, he's proved over the last few games, that that's not what his game is all about. And, and and he seems to have embraced that and improved massively. Sadly, just seems to want, he's like, a, he's like a puppy that wants to impress, you know what I mean? And it's just not coming off. Some of the shots, he's, he, I mean, a couple of shots yesterday were absolute bullets. Uh, and, and he was unlucky not to score from them, particularly when he first half. Um, but then, then there's better options you know, Ben talks couple, about couple, this. Ben... Second half, them second half ones were just so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Couple, couple of ones um, that went miles over and that. Were it cross as well that went out for a throwing almost? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben's talked about this before, hasn't he? About you know the fact that there's better options to open to him hmm. as he as he tries to go for this 35 yard screamer. Um, I don't know. It's, it seems to me to be a bit of a mindset thing for 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 Sadler. Um, and I guess he's in the right place for a, with the management team to work on that, isn't he? Hopefully. But, um, but yeah, you're right. It massively improved the performance when, when, when he went off. But I think that was more down to the change of um, pegs in holes rather than yeah. the actual pegs themselves, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, well the, the thing is, Ben Wiles is better than him in that position. Yeah. And, that, yeah, and is, that's yeah. sadly his problem. Chio's better than yeah. him in that position. Ben Wiles is better in that position. Mm. Mikel Miller and Shane Ferguson are better at left-hand side. Yeah. He doesn't fit, does he? he can't, he's, I imagine it's frustrating for him. I get that. Got to uh, be. But we've got to look after number one, and that number one's the team. And that, yeah. I don't think yeah. that was yesterday, unfortunately. Um, a couple more subs to talk about. We'll talk about Ipswich game in a bit. Uh, in a minute, we've got to ask somebody coming on in a minute to talk to us through that in a minute. Um, the other two subs were prior to that were both... Uh, Miller, Mikel Miller came up with Shane Ferguson. Mikel did very well, got another assist for the goal. Uh, Will Grigg came off for JJ on 68 minutes, Danny. And whoever he brought off, whether it was Will Grigg or Freddie Ladapo, can feel hard done by because I thought they both, we talked about Freddie, I thought Grigg had a good game. I know he didn't score, but I thought he did uh, for the team. I thought he did very well as well. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think so. Like, one of them where you sort of wanted them to stay up, both of them stay on the pitch and just keep mm. building because I think. Freddie kept building and got his goal. Could Greg have done the same thing, potentially? You know, mm. um, but yeah. It, but I think the other reason he brought one of them off was because they're probably going to be the one that maybe starts against Ipswich and brings in Smith sure. or or something or other. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to talk about Mikel Miller. I think he's one of the more underrated <laughs> players at the mm. club because he's got six assists in twelve in the twelve games he's played. You know, like. Yeah. That is that's perfect for Rotherham. It's a quality assister that's just flown under radar a little bit, and no one's really picked up on it. You know, it's like yeah. we've got Chio and his pace, and 
his crossing ability, which which is getting better. You know, he, mm. he is getting better. He's got better this season. I think that is, has been helped with a more of a running the island team as well. Mikel Miller is he's somehow got the ability just to find Freddie in the box. I don't I don't know what it is. It must be like some sort of telepathic thing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like ball comes to Mikel Miller, he whips the ball in and Freddie's there and he scores. You know, it happened against uh, MK Dons. It happened, you know, it's happened against here, uh, against uh, Cambridge. Um, but yeah, but one thing I will make uh, a comment on is I am willing JJ to score as much <laughs> as I can. But my God, I... I Honestly, if you watch the replays, you can you can probably see me out of frustration hitting my seat. Like, for God's sake, <laughs> he's not scored from there. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, bring the ball into the net for him. And I thought, this is it. He's got the... Oh, he saved it. <laughs> Bang, you know. Um, but, like I said, it is coming for JJ. Mm. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing. And he will get a goal. And mm. hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later. But... Just keep getting yourself in that in those positions. I don't think he watches this, but if he is watching it, keep getting yourself in those positions and you will score at some point. But just be more mm. confident to hit it first time. Don't take a touch, just bang, yeah. and it'll probably go in, you know. Mm. Yeah, I felt it was of Harley Kelvick mentions that he thought uh Kido was unlucky not to score yesterday. He did well when he came on. Andy Hunt says mm. he'll be a big player for us, which I agree with. Mm. Uh, his all-round game, Mick, yeah, he probably should have scored, but his all-round game was excellent. I thought he did the Michael Smith role very, very well. He, he was yeah, a yeah. big target man. He's not really won that many headers when he's come on in previous games. He won most headers on, on Saturday. Yeah. I was I was really impressed with his all-round game, which is as important as scoring goals. I know he's a striker and you want him to score goals. But that all-round game is as important because we've got probably Will Gregg and to score goals, but we also need that extra work rate as well, which he does give us. Yeah, it does. It does. He grafts, doesn't it? He really does put shift in, even if he's only on for 10 minutes. You know, the defenders know that he's been on. Um, and that, those goals, the, the goals will come. We know the goals will come. So, you know, I don't, I, there's no there's no real need for it to be a, a massive issue. Um, you know, it'd be nice, even if it, it, for him not to score right up until, uh, until March and then 89 minutes at Swillsbury, he can bang a couple in, can't he? <laughs> just, to, just to, you know, really, really cement it or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, he's 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 a, he's, a, he's looking good. He's looking good as JJ, definitely. Mm. Yes, uh, it's it's exciting, and I think we've talked about this. We talked about this already, but the fact that we, we we didn't play badly, but we didn't play particularly well, and we'd come out with a three-one victory against a good team. You know, they they they're not going to get relegated. I'd be surprised they get relegated this season. They're going to be mid solid mid-table team, mm. and solid mid-table teams were our Achilles' heel two years ago. In this league, you know, solid teams who knew what they were doing and had quality players like we want to mention Hulan. They were really, really were our Achilles heel. Um, yeah. Any issues with any other players? I thought Vickers Danny had a solid game. He didn't have much to do. You could maybe criticize him for not coming for a couple of crosses in the second half, but that's that's been ultra critical, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think Vickers has come into the side and done very well as someone who didn't make an appearance whilst being at the club for a year. He's come in and done very, very well. Um, but I think to be ultra critical as well, like people said this about Victor, he does have a mistake in him occasionally. Like you said, not coming for some crosses in a goalkeeper's mind, that be a mistake because it can lead to a goal. Um, you could say his positioning for their goal as well, but it slipped, so that ball could have gone anywhere. It could have gone into East Stand, but it went in stop corner instead. Um but yeah, he's done very well, and I think he keeps the shirt for Tuesday uh, because I think mm. if we were to put Victor on the pitch for Tuesday, he'd just go up and 
<laughs> knock out Gavin Ward after what happened against Barnsley. So keep Victor, keep Victor like pinned to his seat or something. Keep him away from him. <laughs> Vickers, has, Vickers has been. A, I tell you now, I put, I put this out on Twitter earlier on. We're going to be no goalkeepers on Tuesday. They're all going to go up, going to be knocking sick on on Monday after they've had one. They only know who's refereeing that game. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, bless him. Uh, yeah, Gavin Ward has refed on Sunday afternoon, so I don't know if that affects him who is going to refer on Tuesday. Uh, as we mentioned on, on this last show, Gavin Ward is referee going to, is meant to referee Tuesday's game. We'll go on to that one. Um, the EFL's website can ch- it doesn't change the website, but that doesn't necessarily mean he will referee us it, when it's when they started choosing it. It did change a few times last season. So let's all touch wood and pray that Gavin Ward doesn't referee us on Tuesday, but you never know. Um, the referee on Saturday, mate, before we move on. Uh, he did not, it wasn't amazing. The amount of yeah, times it. that Gregory and Freddie were ragged all over the shop, and Woody, to be fair, which is yeah, a yeah. bit of a joke. It, it, it was one of those referees that you know, I'm who sort of came across as though he was trying to let things let the game flow and everything else, and then he'd pull it up for something stupid, you know. Um, the, the shirt pulling that went on, um, uh, certainly in that first half, uh, for Freddie and, and, and one or two others. Just went completely unpunished. There was a there was a penalty shout in that first half, and it might have been after about five minutes where Freddie's shirt were nearly ripped off his back, and the referee were looking directly at it, uh, and 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 nothing given. And then two seconds later, it gives a foul from the corner for somebody climbing. You know, so it, it, was, it was very very inconsistent with the referee, very inconsistent. Um, you know, so but. Whatever, but he's he another is. championship referee, <laughs> won't he? He is. He is. You yeah. know, it's not a League One referee, and all of a sudden you get a championship referee come down, and consistency goes out of the window. Uh, I, I, I might be me. I, I know. I'm. I know. I'm a bit of a. I know. I'm very critical of these people. I know I am, and I accept that. And I know it's a difficult job, and I'm not going to argue with that. And it's not a job mm. that I would want to do. Uh, but if I was going to do it, I'd give the same thing every time, not give it once and then leave it three times and then give it again twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what football fans and I'm sure players find so frustrating. Um, I think that's probably the reason we won the penalty is because we had two shouts and he's sort of gone, we'll have to sort of get it third right. time, don't so, You know, yeah, he's possibly. a little less penalty foul of the three. But can't, mm. can't complain, so we got it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I can complain yes. and I will complain. <laughs> if you, if you, uh, listen, mate, if you want to sit with me and watch this game on Tuesday night, you're more than welcome. But it, it, my wife's already decided she's off out. Like, I'm not, I can't make it switch on a work on a school night, but um, she, she's not she's not sitting anywhere near this game with, with that imbecile referee in it. So, uh, yeah. Um, final point. Richard Dixon's nice one. Um, him and his father took his two boys to their first ever Rotherham game on, on Saturday and they loved it. Uh, he mentioned the team was great. Barley's and Wiles were immense. Uh, he's similar to Adrak. I don't have confidence Harding, but the Mighty Millers. Yeah, I started taking my little girl, six-year-old girl, and she started singing Rotherham songs around the house. <laughs> I couldn't be more proud of my father. Um, <laughs> so it's wonderful. Uh, right, let's move on to Ipswich. Let's talk about Tuesday night. Big game. We have the Gov from um, Talk of the Town podcast. Thank you for joining us today. No problem at all. No problem at all. Manscaped, absolutely. You can also use the code TT for 20% off. <laughs> <laughs> if, I've got, if I've got a city room on me, head, I might as well plug it as well. Choose just the Manscaped Derby. Yeah. There we go. A Manscaped yeah. Derby, yeah. <laughs> We're playing like dingly dudes, that's for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, so well, how we've talked on your podcast pre-season that I was worried about it switch mm. right manager, right recruitment. It's not quite panned out that way, unfortunately, has it? No, 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 not yet. We we say hope hoping still, despite <laughs> it being nearly the end of November. It's uh, not gone to quite to plan. 19 new signings. We thought, you know, wave of optimism, new ownership. We thought finally we could escape this absolute hellhole known as League One. But uh, <laughs> it's not to be just yet, apparently. That's uh, what it's looking like. It is a hard well, thing to get out of, though, isn't it? It's horrible. It's horrible, it just, yeah. I'm We get out of it every time we come in. It's just we can't stay out of it. I know. <laughs> it's just, oh, honestly, everyone thinks to come down here for a little tour. And then you, you you'll go up again, and that'll be it. But once you're yeah. down here, yeah, ask Sunderland. Yeah, just, just oh, yeah stumbling exactly. around trying to find the exit. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. How has the season been? I know you're sort of struggling mid-table, but has it been a consistently just inconsistent? Have there been? Is the signs of positive lights? Uh, well, our only consistency is our inconsistency. Um, we've got. We've just got beat 2 0 at Sunderland. This, this is a big game Tuesday night. Come on, joking, but it, mm. yeah, big game Tuesday. And a lot of the, some of the fans uh, are saying this is a make or break sort of season game, even though it's November. You know, if we get beat, mm. the gap between us and the playoffs currently stands as, 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 a, as a hill, turns into a mountain. And, and it, it, it becomes maybe a little bit too much to, to claw back. You know, we got beat by Sunderland. We're now seven points behind them. That's three games. You lose again and others pick up results that could be four, maybe five games in some respects. Wickham are 10 points ahead of us, I think. You've got to win, you know. You've got one point from six, Oxford and Sunderland. The last two, this is a big game. I really can't sort of stress that how the fans, my side, feel. So, a huge game, huge game Tuesday. How was the Sunderland game at the weekend? We obviously we did got very well against the 2 0 defeat, but was, was it a 2 0 performance? Um, no, we, it was a lot of huff and puff from our side. You know, for 70, mm. 75 minutes, we've, we've matched them. They've got the goal through to a goalkeeping error. That's football, you know. But but, but what we're finding, we've, we've had 19 new signings. We've brought, we brought in mm. Macaulay Bond from QPR on loan, red hot form. Brought in Joe Piggott from AFC Wimbledon, who scored 20 plus goals last year. But Piggott hasn't had a look in. Uh, and mm. and a, lot, we're, a lot of fans are getting frustrated now with the, with the lack of flexibility from, from the management. You know, we're chasing a game. We never see two strikers. I mean, it's almost miracle levels when, when you talk about can we see two strikers on the football field? It's that level of just not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, really, honestly, you know, it, we talk about it as if it is a miracle. You know, I'd love to see Piggott and Bond. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. It's like, well, is, mm. it, is it that extravagant to think of two strikers on a pitch? I mean, <laughs> really? You know, in 2021? It's crazy, but that's the, that's the way it is. Mm. So, no, we're not good, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> That screams of Paul Cook to me. Uh, I, I, I rate Paul Cook as a manager, to be fair. I do rate him for what he's done in the past, but he seems very inflexible. He seems the type of guy that is sort of, I know what I'm doing, it's my way or, or no way. And from what you're saying, that sort of stands up for where he is now. Yeah, when Plan A works, it works really well. Just ask Wickham and Portsmouth. But when it doesn't and, and, and teams match you or, or answer the questions that you've posed with the 4 2 3 one, it's, it's can you issue a new set? To, you know, to question them, to to make them think mm. twice. You know, on Saturday, Lee Johnson, I'm not his biggest fan at Sunderland, but he he sprung a, a little bit of a tactical surprise, I believe, with the lineup. Then he brought on Aidan McGee, which changed the game. You know, he, he was always sort of one step ahead of of Cook, and we never seem to be the team that's one step ahead of ahead of somebody else when it's when it's a tight game. You know, we lost at Plymouth, 
Um, and many fans on my side would say we should have won that game, but we didn't. Mm. You know, we put our main team out in the FA Cup first round against Oldham, drew 1-1. Again, you say that's the players. And then yesterday, again, you say players have got to take responsibility. Eventually, you've got to say, well, who's in charge of this bunch of players? But <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. How are that you guys is... doing? Good season? <laughs> yeah, we're doing all right. We're pretty happy at a minute. <laughs> we haven't seen you yet in the league table. So you must be doing pretty well. Because, you know, we've been looking at four or five teams at a time. We've never seen Rotherham in that four or five. Teams. You must be, you know, sort of up there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. We started yeah. quite well, which is very, very un like We're normally sitting where you're sitting this time of season and have a late charge. Um, so... So there is hope. We're getting a bit giddy. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting a bit of a nosebleed. <laughs> well, this is it. Where, where, where exactly are you in the time? I mean, honestly, I've, 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 I haven't had the stomach to look above ninth all season. To be honest, um, it's a, it's a struggle at the moment. Uh, our end. We've, now we've got to second because we because of Wigan Oxford being called off at yeah, weekend. Yeah, that was a funny one. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, up to second, two points off top. Off top now, Plymouth. Plymouth lost the weekend, didn't they? First time in a long time. Um, yeah, it's giddy, it's giddy times, Danny. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's our best start to a season in at least 60 years, mm. you know. Wow, so, wow. So I think the last time we started this well was like in the 1950s or so. I, I can't remember if it was when we won uh, the third division north or if it's just before that when we somehow blitzed a division but finished second. I can't quite remember. Um, but it's the best, it's the best start we've probably had in a lot of fans lifetimes which is why there's a certain amount of a buzz going around the club we were see we were, they put don't you know pump it up on the loudspeakers as the <laughs> game ended it's, yeah and it's like what a tune. you don't do that in november that's <laughs> no, virtually no. jinxed it now you know it's but <clears throat> it is, it's a great tune but i don't know this this clash with ipswich it's giving me vibes of when we last played you a lot at new york stadium it was like the battle for like if Rotherham won, we'd go above Coventry uh, and Ipswich were knocking about in the playoffs. I think it's giving me sort of similar vibes to that. That if Rotherham winning, we go top, you know, we, we might blow our minds away. But like you say, if Ipswich win, it might be a bit of a turnaround season, uh, well, a turnaround yeah. of the season. Yeah, this is it. And obviously, with the Christmas period coming up, you've got a run of games in fairly quick succession but with with the christmas period there's always one team that seems to put something together and comes out the other side in a lot a lot better shape this as you say this is a good game that could be a catalyst but we can we can trace a lot of our, our issues a start of our issues back to rotherham we were under paul lambert doing fairly well and i, th- I think it was a tuesday night that that time as well mm. when you came to portman road mm. um and, and bullied us with all due respect, you know, and that's that's football. You've got to contend with the with with with, with all manners of, of, of play. And that was the blueprint. And then Lambert never really recovered. And we just went because mm. we were, you know, all HMS Pista League. We were like like bit like <laughs> you know, you you are here, Heady Heights, you know, the 17 year old having Jaeger at nine o'clock thinking we're gonna see midnight. It just we were we were loving life. <laughs> yeah. And then just went like that. And uh, that, that was yourselves, but yeah, so I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the game. Any any of you three mm. hopping down? I, I heard Mick say he wasn't allowed on a, on a school night. I know that feeling. Right, right school night, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I'm, I'm coming down. I've got my ticket and my COVID passport and everything ready to go. Yeah, we're one of the few teams that do that. I understand, but uh, yeah, cool. come come and say hello. It's going to be a good game. It really is going to be, mm. you know, mm. two two teams that can play decent football. Yeah, you know, we do play some good mm. stuff. We just don't 
sort of put together for 90 minutes at the moment. That's that's the frustration. Mm. Um, who's the key players from you know from yourselves? You've yet to pick one each. Uh, uh, <laughs> we've got <laughs> uh, bring bring Rigos in, lads. Bring Rigos in. <laughs> bring Rigos in. Yeah, Michael Smith back after a ban. So Michael Smith had nearly a three week rest. Who's been the most deadly striker in the league? Um, he what will be back for Tuesday night. Uh, he will bully defenders if the defenders allow him. He'll bully them, and that's a constant. Uh, that should be a concern. Uh, a few guys, Ben Wiles, central midfielder. He's 22 year old and he looks somewhat special. A canary product maker, Mick. It looks. Oh, uh, have, it's you, just... have you replaced Matt Crooks? Have you? Have you? Have you? Do you feel like you've you've replaced him? Wiles is basically replaced him. We've we've asked him to play a bit further forward. Not he's not as physical. He's nowhere near as physical as as Crooks because not many people are. Um, he's a much better player than Matt Crooks. Technically, Ooh, much better, much better yeah. player. Yeah. Oh, we'll have him in Definitely. January then. <laughs> <laughs> Another 400 grand bid coming in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a pound. Um, yeah. Luis Suarez uh, situation. I, I like the, uh, the striker you mentioned there. We've got a defender, George Edmondson, who many hmm. consider a Rolls Royce. That If we don't go some places this year, he certainly will in terms of the championship and, uh, and beyond. So that could be a, a good a good key battle to look forward to for me and you, mm. Danny, as we're going to be there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself, Danny? Any anybody different to, to Matt, or is that, is that is the key? Um, I'd say our wingers have come on leaps and bounds this season because last time we played you a lot, uh, we still had I think we still had old Benny, but he was very much in his infancy with his uh, mm, career. And now old. he's kicked on and he's virtually a, a starter for Ireland now. Um, so we've got him on the right, and then we've got Mikel Miller on the left, who's got six assists in 12 games. Um, and he somehow magically finds one of our strikers, Freddie Ladipo, like every single time. And yeah. he's got five in five now because he's going against Cambridge. One thing I do hope is that Gavin Ward isn't quite as um, lenient with our goalkeepers because the last time he refereed was our keeper ended up with a broken eye socket. So, so hopefully he's a bit... Twice. You know, twice, no, at, yeah. at, at time before, he had stitches above his eyes. So oh, yeah, time before it was stitches and then it were a broken eye <laughs> socket. So My apologies. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully I did mention. I, a bit more competent. I did hear Mick sort of questions, say some stuff about the referee uh, for this weekend. Your left <laughs> winger is what? What's the left winger's key? Is it pace? Is it just ability on the ball? Because it, if it's I pace, think, we're in trouble on the right side. Yeah, he does have a fair bit of pace about him. He's like, um, he is like Chio. He's got a lot of pace to him, but he, he has um, slightly better crossing ability. I think. I think mm. it's his loan down to League Two that's really helped him out. Uh, and he's come on a lot this season. But we've sort of got two on that side. We've got Mikel Miller and Shane Ferguson. Ferguson's a more experienced winger because he's been at Millwall for donkey's years. Um, and you've got Miller, who's a bit quicker than he is. Uh, and then, like our trump card, if you like, Taladji Bola, who we've got on from Arsenal. Like he's he's like um, the more more of the energizer bunny because he's he's young and he's quick. Um, but he's just like third choice kind of. You know, it sounds a depth, bit harsh, though. but yeah, that's good to have depth, particularly in this in this division mm. with forty six games, mm. and then that St Johnston's paint trophy's not kicking about. You know, are you yeah. in that still, or you're out of that now? Oh, we're still flying high, us. No, oh, yeah. yeah, in the big one. Oh, I don't know why we bother with the competition at all. No. Like, no. Mm. Horrendous, mm. horrendous. It's just it's just more games, isn't it? Yeah, let, uh, let's take uh, the... unnecessary games. Absolutely. Let's take some of the 
some of the teams with the, with the smallest squads in 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 modern, you know, English football and make them play forty six games of Carabao Cup and FA Cup. Oh, and then we'll play three games as well extra. Yeah. So, what's you, know, you, you get Gillingham under eighteen versus Town under eighteen, and you got to pay a tenner for it. I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's normally down play. That's normally down the training centre. You know, when you got like my yeah. man and his dog watching it. It's it's it's, it's mental. But anyway, anyway, back to the league game. Looking forward to it. We won't mm. win, but we're looking forward. To it. <laughs> oh, it's, it, you've talked about Macaulay Bone playing. Is he a big threat up top? What, how, what type of player is he in terms of a strike? Well, he, and will uh, he play? Do you think? Yeah, well, I think he'll definitely play. I mean, it, it would be a surprise to see Joe Piggott start the game over Bond. He's our top goal scorer. He's scored more goals than our top goal scorer did last year, which says how bad things were last year. He's he's, he's a good, tricky player. Plays off the last shoulder. Likes to rob a goalkeeper's back pocket, as I'm sure you've seen uh, with several Wednesday and and then uh, Gavin Bajnu at Portsmouth also robbed robbed him of one uh, and scored. So he's just cooled off a little bit at the moment, though. And that's that's the issue. That's why we stopped scoring because Bomb was the guy scoring behind him. You've got Burson Salina, Carl Edwards, Wes Burns, who's been injured, didn't play Saturday. But when they're all ticking, they they were cut above anything at this division. It's the problem is. With flair players, they don't always tick the way you want them to. And when they were off it, my God, they're off it. Um, and we're, we're we're bang average. So it depends on who who what side of the bed they all wake up on on Tuesday morning. To, to be brutally fair. Mm. And what what type of football is it? is it? Are you a possession try to be a possession based team, or is it a bit? Is it Paul Cook strikes me as a type of player who can do it do a few different. You know, can be pass, can go direct. What, what, what would you say? Well, Sunderland called us dirty at the weekend, and I've, I've never, yeah, I've never heard Ipswich Town be called dirty uh, in my in my life. You know, from Sunderland. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Couldn't question it. Couldn't question it. it wasn't there, but um, yeah, we're a dirty side. I haven't, I haven't seen a dirty side like us. Some of the comments I read on right. on YouTube were, I know, I know, madness. We we're a side that likes to get it into the number ten, play 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 mm. it to his feet, and then he'll distribute it like a point guard, I suppose out wide and then you put it back into the box so a lot of our goals have been sort of uh Edmondson at centre half into maybe Selena at, 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 in, the, in the 10 row he'll turn knock it out to Wes Burns ball in the box Macaulay Bomb will score that's kind of you know if you could paint it up that's how it that's how we score um the issue has been as I say when Selena's not on it well last couple of weeks and this may be what Paul Warren does at Rotherham, um, and I don't want to bore you with sort of tactical <laughs> debate, but if you press the centre-halves with your mm. midfield and attack, you force us to go long. Macaulay Bond can't win anything in the air. You pick up the second ball, you turn, and then you spring your own counter. That's how Oxford and Sunderland both both did it, and that's kind of the recipe. Press the foot, mm. press the centre-halves. They can't play it into midfield, and then you're asking Bond, who isn't the tallest, to... You know, to, to try and win it, and he doesn't. I like the sound of that. Yeah, that, 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 it's a very simple format. And then when yeah. the team does that, you know, teams that haven't done that, like Wickham, Portsmouth, we've battered. When teams mm. have done that, we've struggled. And that's where the fans' frustration comes from. Yeah. Because we're all sitting there saying, we've got to change this game. And he just does it like for like. And it's like, well, mm. it's, it's not going to work because they're still going to press the centre arse. Uh, yeah. and, and he keeps Bon on, whereas Piggott's a bit more taller. I mean, honestly, I yeah. think I've nearly played as many minutes as Piggott has this year. You know, that, and I've been sat in, in the cobble stand for all season. So it says its own story. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm. But if there's, if there's one thing I can guarantee for you on on Tuesday night, that, that they, and that is that your centre-halves will get pressed, and they'll get pressed a lot. 
See that one. Uh, so that's not what I want to hear. That's not, that's not what I <laughs> no, that's not uh, what I've rocked up on a Sunday night for you. You've rocked up and tell me you don't press, you don't pass the ball, and you're not very good. Um, you know, I've got to go and get my, you know, go and freeze my knackers off on a Sun on a Tuesday night. You know, miss yeah, the bake sorry, off or whatever. I know, that's shocking. So you do. Pre- a lot of teams do press, though, Mick. That's mm, yeah, yeah. And 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 you 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 yeah. you'll know it yourself. You know how you play. And when teams turn up and 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 have the game plan to stop you, you that's when you see Paul Warren. I'm sure change it yeah. and win a mm. game. We've not yet seen that from Cook with last year's side or this year's side. That's 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 the big issue. Mm. Another yeah. issue. Yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, before we let you go, I'll, if we can, I'd like a score prediction from you, if we, if, uh, if you could, please. No, no pressure, but the Cambridge guy got it bang on. Oh, I won't you get it bang on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely woeful at predictions. I've got a prediction league, and I'm bottom bottom of my own prediction league. Um, <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't even fix a win. Um, I'm going to say, ooh, I'm going to say two one Ipswich Town. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a home, a home bird. You know, two one Town. There we go. Thank you very much. And if anybody wants to get some, you know, to see the more detailed Ipswich Town preview and review after the game, where can they see you guys? Uh, well, we're we're it's the home dressing room on YouTube, on YouTube, or just put in Talking Town, which is Ipswich Town, and you'll find us. We're all on YouTube. We do we do pre-match stuff post-match stuff we do three or four shows during the week and as i've probably shown you it's just we just basically banter the shit out of each other and have a laugh <laughs> pretty much that you know we don't like low block high block expected goals all that sort of modern we don't, that, that's 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 banned been that in the, been that in the bin. it's shots <laughs> shots on target have we won no it's the manager's fault job done yeah, <laughs> that sound of that. Love it. Fantastic, <laughs> mate. Well, thank you for doing this, and we'll good luck for the rest of the season, not Tuesday, yeah, obviously. You. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. And you, thanks, guys. See you, mate. Bye. Uh, so there we go. Everything looking good for us. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what do we think for us? We've gone. Well, we've gone long already. But, you know, we won three one. We were allowed to go long, weren't we, guys? Um, <laughs> what do you think for the setup on Tuesday, Danny? I the one of the questions I have is Woody. Uh, it was it was stretching mm. himself towards the end of the game. He was stretching uh, his hip or, or something like that towards the end of the game. Uh, if he could come in, do you think there's always a question with Woody if he can play t- potentially three games a week? What, what, what can you see many changes for Tuesday from our side? Um, no, I don't think so. I think, um, like you say, if Woody doesn't feel up to it, he's feeling a bit tight, then. Nekwe can come in very easily and, and playing in the middle, which um, seems to suit him more than playing on either side of that back three. Um, potentially Lindsay and Fasadlia, you know, mm. bring him back in a little bit. If Rathburn um, Yeah, independent because uh, we'll see how Rathburn is, but mm. he's probably odds on that he's not going to not going to play yeah. and not risk him. So Lindsay and Fasadlia potentially um, maybe bring Smith in. And then keep either Freddie or Grigg as the trump card for later in the game. Potentially Grigg, which is quite harsh on him, but I can see Smith and Freddie potentially doing a number, you know, both in form. Uh, Smith will be eager to get back in the side as well. Um, But yeah, maybe one or two changes, but I don't think it'll be anything major. It won't be like a major overhaul because of it it being a Tuesday, I don't think. Yeah, for me, it's just a coin for Freddie or Grigg. Smith's got to come back in. Uh, and, and again, I don't think that's harsh on both of them, but Smith's just got to come back in. 
Who who are you taking out, Mick? For who, who's starting? I'm keeping Freddie. Freddie don't lose his place under any circumstances at the moment. He's he scored five in five, and he's he's put in an absolute shift in game after game. Why would he lose his place? I don't care who's coming back. You know, um, Will Grigg is not firing yet, um, which is great for our from our point of view. We just keep him off Sunderland's radar for a bit longer. Um, <laughs> he, he has a lot to do. He, you know, he does he does play a, a really important role for me in that. To mm. up there, even but even when he's not scoring, uh, you know his presence is is, is really really important and uh, and, he, and he and he contributes a lot to it. But um, but yeah, yeah it, give him a rest on Tuesday night. Uh, Smithy comes back in for me and uh, Smithy and Freddie up front. And if they've got a problem playing out from back and yet are still trying to play out from back, then uh, Smithy and Freddie are going to have an absolute birthday. I don't think it will be like that. By the way. I don't think that'll be the case at all. Um, but you know, if 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 that is how they play and they do struggle that way, then uh, going to be interesting. Mm. Yeah, it is. I agree. Um, I have some predictions. Harvey Kelwick thinks it's going to be two 0 to the Millers. You're right. Will Roebuck thinks it's going to be a huge game, especially with Plymouth Wickham um, Wednesday. MK uh, Wednesday hitting a bit of form. Well, unbeaten in a while anyway. Not many wins in there. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm going to start us off and go one one. Uh, it's, it's a big game. I, I take a point. I would happily take a point. Uh, Mick? Yeah, that's that, that's where I was going. That's where I was going, 1-1. One, one. Um, I, I love it now. Um, and, and hopefully we can come away without any major injuries. Um, and, and I say that slightly tongue-in-cheek, but not completely, um, mm. based on previous experience. So, yeah, I'll take 1-1 one, one and, uh, and no injuries, please. Okay. Don't fry to that. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew you'd get I always knew you'd progress eventually, Matt. <laughs> uh Danny, you'll be making the long trip down. Um what are your thoughts on the well give us a prediction? Well, I'm gonna make it the hat trick and say one one as well. Um he's like he's giving off similar vibes to the Charlton game for mm. me. Uh, and with Charlton I'd have taken one one um before before we got down there, same with Ipswich. You know, as long as we don't lose, I'm happy, but it would be better to win. Um, like Guff said when he was on, he thinks it might be 2-1 uh, to Ipswich. You know, it, if Bond somehow finds his form, maybe, but I think we've got players potentially coming to the side who like to press, which will probably do us a lot of favours in the long run, but baseline, 1-1 for me. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, we didn't really ask him about the COVID protocols. We mentioned briefly that we didn't ask about how rigorous they are. Apologies, everybody. Um, good luck, everybody jumping through the COVID rings uh, at Ipswich. Um, final point to talk about tonight is just Oxford United. Um, we're obviously meant to play Oxford on Saturday coming at Oxford, at Gassam Stadium, whatever it's called nowadays. Um, their game on Saturday was postponed at 11 o'clock on the day. Um to, to at Wigan Athletic and looking at poor Carl Robinson's statements, their main issue was goalkeepers. Um, they basically had no keeper. They were trying to sign an emergency goalkeeper on the morning of the game, and then the game potentially could have gone ahead, but then there were a few more tests positive. Um, it'd be a blow, make if that game got moved, that'd be another two week gap mm. between league games. I've got the cup games in between there. 
if Oxford's called off for play which then we don't play another League Two game, League One game, sorry, until Gillingham in two weeks' time. Mm. It'd be so frustrating to see that. And, and it's a big game; it's an important game, Oxford. But they're finding some yeah. form. It's a key game. We don't really want moving. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, it, it, what will be will be, won't it? As far as this is concerned, it's it's not really within anybody's control. No. Um, and you can only hope that if they are coming into a bit of form. We can only hope on behalf of uh, of Carl that uh, they have to postpone this one as well, and you know it knocks him off the stride a bit because uh, Carl will be really happy about that, won't he? And if he's happy, I'm happy. Hmm. Sorry, if he's yeah. not happy, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I read somewhere there was a number of around seven positive mm. tests um, with a couple of their keepers. One of the one of the keepers they were going to going to play. Um, hadn't had his second COVID jab because he wasn't old enough, so he's now got to self isolate. Um, so it really, it really is a bad situation for them. Mm. But so we were on the wrong side of it last season, Danny. If if we know the EFL, there's half a chance our game will be on next week, and Oxford might be only field a very weak in the side. We might benefit for once. Yeah, I said to uh, someone at the game that game could be like us against Barnsley. Yeah. You know, it's like, can you get 11 out? Yeah, yes, we can. Jewel straight off you go then. Mm. Um, so, and Carl Robinson has said that they are hoping to play the Tuesday game, all being well. Um, yeah, so I, I, I personally think Saturday will be on. Uh, I'm going to pay my bus fare to get down there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I personally think it will be on. But Oxford may be a little bit of a walking wounded side with, like I said, maybe an emergency level keeper. Just to get them through the fixtures, um, but yeah, I, I personally think it's on. Yeah, yeah, they're similar to us. I think they've got other injuries as well as this COVID. So this is where we are in football. You know what I mean? Um, EFL, I think we'll take an even dimmer view this season than last season. To be honest with you, I think they'll be much less forgiving than they were last year. They weren't very forgiving wheels. Um, yeah. So that remains to be seen. Hopefully, it's on for our sake. Um, we shall wait and see. Then we'll, we'll come back on the Thursday episode and we'll, we'll know by then. We'll know by the Thursday episode if it's on, I would have thought. Um, we've got an hour and ten here, boys. Is there anything that you want to touch on? Any performances, anything from the Ipswich game or the Oxford to Barthel that you think we need to cover or haven't covered? Nope. Have I mentioned Gavin Ward's referee on Tuesday? You have mentioned that <laughs> once or twice. So. I'm, just pre- I'm just getting prepped. <clears throat> I've had a weekend, I managed to forget about it over the weekend and now uh, back to work tomorrow. So, you know, it's not great, is it? You know, Monday morning anyway, but we can, I can sort of temper that with the fact that I'm going to be able to vent my spleen at somebody on Tuesday night. Yeah. I assume you want to come watch it at my house because your wife won't want to watch it with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So keep solid objects away from his hands, Matt. Yeah. There were two kids upstairs asleep. Maybe it's not such a good idea, Mick. To be honest, really. no, no, maybe not. No. <laughs> no. Um, safe journey going down there. I imagine there'll be a lot of people watching iPhone because it's a long old trip on Tuesday night. But safe journey to everybody going down there. Please bring it back three points. That'd be lovely. Um, thank you, Mick, for today. It's been lovely. And thank you, Danny. As always, it's always a pleasure, mate. Yep, always. Uh, we'll be back next week, Thursday, for this one. Please make sure you subscribe on YouTube and iTunes, five-star rating, all the usual good stuff that you do for us. Uh, we are really keeping us forward now, so please get subscribed if you can. And we'll see you Thursday for the next episode. Thank you, guys. Thank you.